This was a beautiful world once. Perhaps not one full of magic and adventure like it is now. But it was safe back then. Things made sense back then. But that was before the collision. Before our world and the world of the fair folk became one. The merger was not a peaceful one for the land or its inhabitants. Our cities of stone and metal bent like paper in the harsh storm winds, while their trees withered and their rivers ran black. In our anger and confusion, humanity lashed out at these strange creatures that seemed to be invading. Our modern weaponry was no match for their magic, but bladed iron proved quite deadly. No one really won that war. It ended only when both sides grew tired of fighting and fled to their own corners of Ironfell. That was twenty years ago. Magical storms still blacken the sky. Humanity lives in small, disconnected communities, and our children are being born with strange mutations, ones that allow them to bend the world to their will and shape the very course of the future. Hello everyone, and welcome to Miss Multiverse, a podcast all about the joys of solo tabletop RPGs. Today we are going to be beginning our very first campaign, Ironfell. Now, what is Ironfell? Well, it is based off of the Iron Sworn tabletop RPG, uh, one of definitely the most popular solo tabletop RPG out there, I feel it's safe to say. Uh, I'm still using very much the core premise of low, dark fantasy, kind of a post-apocalyptic vibe, like elves and giants and such, but I sort of changed the setting. Of that, so now it is actually a post-apocalypse, and a post-apocalypse that affected our world. When these two disparate realms collided, some sort of weird magical catastrophe happened that no one understood, and so now, at the intersection between both worlds, is Ironfell. Very quickly, for those of you who do not know how Iron Sworn works, it's a modified version of Apocalypse World. Basically, whenever I need to make a skill check, I will roll a d6 and add my stat modifier. I will also roll 2d10. Then I will compare the results of the d6 roll to the d10 rolls. If I beat one of the dice, it is a weak hit, If I beat both, it is a strong hit. And if both d10s show up the same number, then that is either a critical hit if my d6 is higher, or critical fail if the d6 is lower. There's also tons of cool random tables, as there is in any good solo tabletop RPG, and the rest you'll pick up as we play. So I am playing Trinity. Makarova Ignatov. She was born in Russia, but her her and her father moved to America before she was even a year old. 
I, I still don't know if that makes her first or second generation. But anyway, like I said, her and her father moved to America when she was very young. And only a month or so into their stay, the collision happened. Uh, since then, the two have lived in the settlement of the Life Tree, which is this weird, massive tree about the size of a decent apartment complex that is hollowed out. And a couple of humans have managed to make a home in this thing. They just live in this tree now. And that is where Trinity has lived for most of her life. Now, one of the core mechanics of Iron Sworn is that of vows. You pledge yourself to your quest, and you are devoted to seeing that quest through. Right now, I have two vows that are active. The first of which is an extreme vow, which means it will take a lot of work to fulfill. And that vow is to create a settlement where Fae and human can live in harmony. It's not the highest difficulty. It's not epic, but it is extreme. I don't think it's going to be world-shattering when this happens, but that's not to say it'll be easy. There's still a lot of animosity left over from the initial skirmishes between the two species. Thankfully, my second vow, which is a, a minor vow that's basically a plot hook to start off with, is to solve a food shortage in a nearby village. Uh, because Trinity has never really left the life tree, so she wants to start making connections with other villages and hopefully, eventually, create her utopian village in this world. Uh, so, before we do anything, we need to actually swear this iron vow. We begin at night in the middle of what looks like a cul-de-sac. There are houses torn down, basically just down to their base. And at the end of the dead-end road is this massive tree, like 20, 30-foot-tall tree. And walking away from the tree, we see Trinity. She's young, uh, probably just about 20 years old. Very pale skin, dressed in a plaid button-up shirt, a heavy winter coat, uh, jeans, work boots, she has knee pads on, and she has a sword strapped over her back, and a headband tied over her forehead to keep her, like, thick black hair out of her eyes. She uh, walks up to one house that has been rebuilt and basically made into a stable. Uh, she steps inside, uh, approaches one of the doors, opens it, and releases her horse companion, Vlad. She pets him gently and says, I hope you haven't gotten too lazy in there, buddy. We have a long road ahead of us. I'm going to set this vow to dangerous, and as she leads Vlad out of the stable, she looks up into the distance, and in the only spot in the sky where the clouds really break, she sees a green 
diamond-shaped light. And she looks up at it and says, Stars, I know that I can't see you. But the father tells me that you are there and you will guide me. Show me the way. Show me the way to a better future. And also to Thornstead, if you if that would not be too much to ask. And we are going to swear the iron vow, which I believe is rolled with heart. Which is good, because we have a plus two to heart. First roll of the game. See how it goes. Ooh, a weak hit. So I rolled a four on my action die, which is the d6. And my challenge die were a two and a four, so it's a weak hit. Uh, you are determined, but begin your quest with more questions than answers. Take plus one momentum and envision what you do to find a path forward. So momentum is something we'll go over later, but basically it helps me not, not suck so much. So we begin our quest with more questions than answers. What I'm thinking is Trinity's never been to Thornstead. She doesn't know what it looks like. She doesn't know where it is. Like I said, she's never left the cul-de-sac around the life tree. All she knows is that it's a place with a food sh shortage. So she's just going to hop up on her horse and uh, begin to undertake a perilous journey. So I'm going to make a progress tracker. Uh, the challenge is travel to Thornstead. Just because I got a weak hit, I'm going to say it'll be dangerous. <sighs> and we are going to do our first undertake a perilous journey roll. Unfortunately, Vlad is not swift. He is fearless. So he will not give us a plus one to this. So we roll with wits, which is my highest stat. That's great. If you are setting off from a community with which you share a bond, add plus one to your initial roll. The life tree is one of my starting bonds, along with my father. So we're going to do wits plus one, which is a total of four. Oh no, I rolled an, I rolled an eight, but the challenge die were a nine and an eight, so I missed. So on a miss, you are waylaid by a perilous event. Pay the price. You are waylaid by enemies and must defend yourself. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate. Okay, so we're going to flip over to the Oracle. Uh, what happens? I think this is literally just outside of the cul-de-sac. We don't even move one hex uh, with this roll. Uh, pay the price. Let's roll on this table. ED2, a surprising development. Complicate your quest. Ooh. Ooh, what happens to make things more complicated? Uh, let's roll on action and theme. Uh, strengthen ally. I think as we are going to leave the village, barely like 10 minutes away, uh, there's the trotting of horse hooves. As uh, our father got one that we have left and is sending people to look for us. So Trinity, upon hearing this, turns around and goes, Oh, you've got to be 
Right? And we'll try and direct uh, Vlad somewhere to hide. So I believe this is face danger. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we are going to be facing danger with... Uh, deception, stealth, or trickery, probably. Oh, but we're rolling with shadow, and that's our worst stat. Okay, we're rolling with a plus one. Damn. Uh, okay, so Trinity tries to go, uh, but uh, Vlad is freaked out. Uh, when she tries and tugs, he's very clearly petrified by the dozens of horse hooves on the on the ground behind him. And Trinity just goes, "Are oh, you stop it!" And eventually, the horses arrive. Who is leading the charge? Is it her dad? Uh, I'm gonna say 50-50, I guess. Uh, there is a table for answering yes or no questions. I'm gonna say it's 50-50. Yes! Okay, so, uh, leading the charge, uh, with this group of, like, five or six horses, a dozen was definitely far too much. But at the head is a man... Probably early 50s. He's balding, very well built, sort of tan, a plaid shirt, overalls, work boots, with a hunting rifle slung over his back. Trinity Makarova, what are you doing out here? Trinity sighs and says, Father, I I was just going for a ride. I, I have not practiced in so long, and you know how much Evelyn feeds these horses they grow fat and they grow lazy is that not right Vlade? dad kind of squints at trinity and says yes well you have worked far enough return home with me she sighs and says father i there is danger nearby there are people who are hurting, and someone has to help them. Thornstead, my child. Thornstead can handle on its own. And if it cannot, then it was not fit to survive in the first place. Father, how could you... There are people in that village, Father. Someone has to help them. I've... I have known no other world than this. I do not know what you know. I will admit I'm not as a wizened old man like you are. Dad looks temporarily upset about the comment about his age, which makes Trinity smile. But I do know that we need to help each other. We need to rebuild, Father. And I can help. I can help rebuild. If you would let me. She's going to try and compel. Uh, this is definitely convincing. She's not lying and she's not threatening for sure. Uh, so she's going to roll heart, which is a plus two. And she adds plus one because she has a bond with her dade. Miss. Oh, I'm so why? <laughs> I need to change my dice color. Oh, of the question, young lady. Now follow. 
We will return home now. Trinity sighs. Fine. And head bowed, returns home with her father. It is very late at night, so when the two get home, uh, they don't actually live in the life tree. They live in kind of a secluded farm nearby. They get home, and because it's so late, uh, Dad just looks at Trinity and says, I'm going to bed. If I hear that you try to sneak out again, you are not leaving the house for a week, young lady. Do you understand? Yes, father. Do you now? (sighs) Right. It is too late to argue. Just for an old man's sake, indulge me, child. Fine. She's very clearly, like, not happy about this. Uh, Dad sighs. The stern look kind of falls away. I do love you, Trinity. I want to keep you safe. Everything I've done is to keep you safe. Even if it doesn't feel like it. Sleep. Please. Trinity sighs. Heads to the bedroom. Because there's probably only one bedroom in here. Her and her father have two different beds. She sits on the foot of her bed. Removes the bandana. Doesn't fully undress, but she does like unbutton her shirt and just sleeps like that. I'm very quickly going to delete the travel to Thornstead progress tracker, but I'm not going to immediately forsake my vow because the next day as we wake up, uh, Trinity is going to head out. She's going to try and help around the town. And as she does, I'm going to see if we can get some information about Thornstead. Because that'll definitely help us make some progress. This is probably going to be Sojourn. Um, When you spend time in a community seeking assistance, roll heart. Uh, And if you share a bond, plus one. Sick. I do have a bond with these people, so here we go. A weak hit. Uh, so we get to choose uh, one benefit, but we actually get to choose two because I got a bond. So uh, I'm going to take plus two momentum for sure uh, for the plan benefit. And I think I'm just going to do that twice because it's not really anything else I can do. Uh, so I'm at plus seven momentum. That's cool. So what do we learn about, uh, what do we learn about Thornstead? Let's roll again on action and theme. Swear. Nature. Ooh. Yeah, for some reason, crops just haven't been growing in. Like, it's not like, oh, food stores are going missing. It's just that new crops refuse to grow. And that is why people are struggling to eat. Oh, I just realized I, uh, I most definitely should have rolled, uh, uh, gather information. 
That's all right. <laughs> it's fine. Just, we'll keep that in mind for the future. So later that night, uh, while they're eating dinner, Trinity tells her dad, she says, I asked around about Thornstead today. Dad doesn't really respond very stone-faced. They say that the people cannot grow food. They're rapidly running out of stores. What are you trying to say, daughter? I've told you that their problems are their own. Yes, but their successes could be ours, father. Dad does stop at that and looks up. We could try and establish some sort of path, a route to send them food somehow. We're going to roll to compel again with heart. We're trying to convince and plus one because I have a bond with this man who is my dad. Another. Mm, I'm so upset. I'm going to spend my momentum because oh, roll 20 does not like me. I might break out my physical die uh, later. Just just to mix it up somehow. But yes, so the way that uh, momentum works is right now I have seven momentum. Uh, one of the challenge die was a seven. So I can burn that momentum to basically ignore that challenge die. So I got a weak hit because I'm ignoring one of the die that failed. And now my momentum goes back to two. So on a weak hit... Uh, they ask you something in return. Uh, but we do get to take uh, plus one momentum, which is nice. Uh, what does he ask us to do? Capture momentum. Dad sighs and says, I'm too old to travel anymore, child. I can barely work the farm by myself anymore. Which is why if you're asking me to lose a pair of hands for however long this journey takes, you need to make it worth our while. Do not come back empty-handed. I appreciate that you have a good heart. I appreciate that even in this world, you are someone who cares about people. But our survival must come first, child. Trinity sighs. I will make sure that we are properly compensated, of course, father. Good. Just stay safe, child. If I have not heard from you within a month, I will send someone to find you. I know, Father. I will be right back, I promise. Thank you, Father. <sighs> Just kind of grumbles, that old man grumble. Goes back to his meal and keeps eating. Uh, Trinity heads out to the stables. Uh, does manage to convince the stableman that her father actually approved this time. I'm not going to roll. But there's definitely a moment of like, I don't know, I saw that stunt you tried to pull last night, but Trinity convinces him to let Vlad out. Uh, Vlad 
does not look that happy to see uh, Trinity. My Trinity climbs up on Vlad, and we are going to try once again to travel to Thornstead. Oh, also, very quickly, one thing I forgot to do earlier uh, from asking those questions, I wanted to mark some progress on my vow to solve the food shortage. Since I actually know where it's coming from, I think that's a good reason to mark progress. So basically, there are 10 progress boxes. Each box requires four, like, ticks to be uh, fulfilled. Uh, and a dangerous quest gives me two full boxes. Every time I mark progress. So, yeah, got two full boxes. And once I finish this journey, I will be able to mark off two more. So, let's try and travel. We're going to roll with wits, which is our highest stat. Don't f me on this dice roller. Oh, I used a dice roller that was... I just used Google's dice roller. And I got a strong hit. Fuck you, roll 20. Eat my asshole. On a strong hit, you reach a waypoint. Uh, we're going to roll to see what that waypoint is. And we can either make good use of our resources or move quickly. Either way, we mark progress. But if we move quickly, uh, we take an extra momentum at the cost of some of our supply. I think we're going to make good use of resources. So we're just going to mark progress like normal. Again, this is also a dangerous journey. So two full boxes right there. What do we find? Uh, I'm going to roll up a location and a location descriptor. We find a valley, an ancient valley. Ooh, so I'm going to interpret that as we find an old highway. Uh, or at least we enter onto an old highway. I don't think we're going to follow the whole stretch, but Trinity definitely walks across a highway. Next roll. It's, it's something. I'll take weak hits. I just, I just want to succeed, man. On a weak hit, you reach a waypoint, mark progress, but suffer supply. So our supply starts at five. It's now at four. We're now at four boxes filled, uh, and what filling these boxes mean, don't worry, we'll get to that. It works the same for vows and any other type of progress, but we will get to that eventually. What waypoint do we reach now? We find a diverse moor. M-O-O-R. What is a moor? Oh, so it's like a plane. Basically, I'm just going to put that it's a field. So, yeah, we find a field. Uh, it's very much. Uh, ooh, maybe if it's diverse, there's a lot of different like foods growing in here, like things that obviously Trinity wouldn't know this, but things that don't usually geographically like grow in the same location. I actually want to do three things while we're stopped here. First of all, I want to gather information. What makes this place so, like, 
abundant in all sorts of plants and food. Uh, because that is going to be a surprise to all that'll help us later. I think one of my assets should help me with this. This definitely counts as detecting a mystic force. So Trinity sees this, looks out in the fields, sees that she's alone, pulls the bandana up from over her forehead to reveal a scar, just a straight line of a scar that opens up and reveals a third eye in the center of her forehead. A mutation that she's had ever since she was caught in the collision as a child. Because of this, we take a plus one to facing danger or gathering information uh, when identifying or detecting mystic forces, and this definitely counts as that. So wits, which is our highest stat, plus one. Oh god, I used roll 20 to roll again. Oh, but I got a weak hit. That's something. Uh, The information complicates your quest or introduces a new danger. Envision what you discover and take plus one momentum. Okay, that's not too bad. Momentum is at four. Uh, What do we learn? Mourn? Momentum. Ooh, this place is like... It's like a black hole of energy. It's a black hole of fertility. Title of my sex tape. It like... It's leeching off of the land around it. Like, Trinity feels it. And she heads backwards a little bit. And the land under her feels dead. This place is siphoning energy from whatever is around it. That might include Thornstead. So, by just a weird magical hiccup... Thornstead might never be fertile again. Because of that complication, we're not going to mark progress on the Thornstead mystery. I I got the momentum, so that's fine. I think I want to supply very quickly. So we're going to do a resupply roll, uh, which is with Hoyts. Again, my highest stat. Not rolling on roll 20 again, at least not for a while. Uh, eight. Strong hit, hell yeah. Uh, we take plus two supply. We can't go, we had a four, we can't go higher than five. So, ah, it's fine. And, uh, lastly, uh, we are going to make camp. We're going to roll to make camp with supply, which is plus five. That's good. Motherfucker. We could focus or we could prepare. So plus one momentum, or we take a plus one to our next roll of undertaking a journey. Uh, I kind of want a momentum because I do think that fits with the role play. She just spends the night with her third eye on full display and allows herself to really. Feel like she's one with whatever magic flows through this world now. And she falls asleep, not drowning, but floating. <laughs>